Hello, friends. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Digging Holes with Dusty Tunnel. DHWDT uh, is the abbreviations that you see on on my website. Uh, Digging Holes with Dusty Tunnel. Um, I know it's been a while since I've posted, and I apologize for that. Um, I kind of, you know, I go through these ups and downs, sort of uh, emotionally and mentally, and um, peaks and valleys. I was in a valley for a little while, but um, my emotional IQ is much better than it used to be, and I knew that I was in one of these things, and I managed to pull myself out of it and uh, deal with it better than I used to in the past. Really not a big deal. I'm not looking for sympathy. Uh, really just trying to make excuses for not getting things done uh, more than anything. Um, but I, d- I actually uh, mentioned it a little bit in this podcast with my guest, uh, Michael Timmermeyer, um, T-I-M-M-E-R-M-Y-E-R. Uh, if you want to find him on Facebook, uh, you can find him on Instagram, uh, MCT Timmy. And on Twitter, MCT Jokes. Uh, he's a good friend of mine that I met here uh, in San Diego on the San Diego comedy scene. Um, really funny guy. Really, really uh, nice guy. Um, he's becoming a pretty good friend. Uh, we do a podcast together called That's Offensive, which can be found on NorthParkRadio.com if you're interested in listening to things um, that are offensive, that are uh unsavory to say the least uh that's with our good friend um sean Corey. um but anyways we're not on offensive right now this is uh digging holes with dusty tunnel and uh my comedian friend michael timmermeyer um who you can see uh on the same night that i will be performing uh in a comedy contest called san diego's funniest person contest run by uh madhouse comedy club which is currently in horton plaza downtown san diego but i believe that they are moving locations and i don't know if they're going to move before or after this next round of the competition but anyway uh it will be at madhouse comedy club uh november 12th at 8 p.m you can see uh michael timmermeyer and myself uh both perform in that contest and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, come out, vote for us, or vote for other people if they're funnier. Uh, just come out and have a good time. Support your local comedy scene. Um, that's kind of really it for me, uh, comedy-wise. I think I'm going to come out with a new blog soon that I've been sort of working on inside my brain. Um, I'm going to meet up with a friend uh, soon, and um, I don't want to get ahead of myself and announce anything too much, but um, uh, it's somebody that I've had on the podcast before that is actually working on branding me and, and uh, helping me with uh, my comedy brand, logos, website ideas, things like that. So I'll be meeting up with them today, and hopefully I'll have some new content and new ideas for you coming up pretty soon here. Um, Like always, if uh, you'd like to be on the podcast, please let me know. Um, You can go to DustyTunnel.com, tunnel spelled with two L's. Hit the contact link in the right upper corner, um, 
and shoot me a message. Let me know you'd like to be on the podcast or if there's some topics or questions that you'd like answered by uh, myself or some, you know, guests, uh, please just um, send those through the message link as well. Um, Starting to stumble over my words a little bit there. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it. So new blog coming soon. Got the contest November 12th. Myself and Michael will both be in that Madhouse Comedy Club. Um, and hopefully we got some new branding ideas and content coming your way soon. Um, besides that, I hope you enjoy this episode, um, Digging Holes with Dusty Tunnel. This is Michael Timmermeyer. Michael Timothy Christopher. How do you pronounce it? Timmermeyer. Timmermeyer. I even say it too fast. I'm like Timmeyer. Tim. Timmeyer. 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 You know that's probably easier, anyways. What's your favorite thing about comedy? Stand up, specifically. About doing it, or watching it, or all of it. All aspects included. I like I like hearing what people have to say when they're in a when they have an audience, like because that's that's the choice that you're making when you get up there. Is you're saying I want to these people are giving me their attention. I want to reward them for it. Mm. I'm pro choice. Yeah, uh, like of making choices on stage. Yeah, to speak your mind in front of an audience. Yeah, and people are. Would you call one person? in the audience an audience or is an audience multiple people i think you could have an audience with no people that doesn't make sense isn't that what we're doing uh i mean there are people listening no. i mean it's basically my mom exactly. is our is our audience so yeah so we have one person yeah but as of right now and i'm not guaranteeing that she's gonna listen to this whole thing she may have turned off by now which immediately yeah which makes sense did you put you've got your hat on over your <laughs> headphones see si, senor okay uh, true if you would like to describe what true my entire stylings so of yes michael the choices that he's making for his audience members is that's, to wear that's, why, that's why i wear the clown suit when i do stand up that's why i want to wear this the suit on halloween and be like this is my clown costume but i don't know if that would go over really well hmm because on the other hand, I might just look like a douchebag wearing a suit on Halloween. I saw a thing on the social medias the other day, mm-hmm. and it was a—I think it was a tweet from a girl from—and I don't even know if this is a true story, but I think from a previous Halloween. And she said, uh, "The night came and went, and all the kids came trick or treating, and then there was nobody for a long time, and then all of a sudden there was a knock on the door, and she answered it, and it was a kid." Um, dressed in all red and he says uh, I'm your period sorry I'm late I'm your period <laughs> sorry I'm late I've heard it and then, I've heard uh, it a she lot she gave him all the can- oh you've heard that yeah, story I've, I've heard uh, that story is that is that just like that a is, made up story that is made up yeah mm, seems like it was but one can hope you know yep. one can have hope Yep. Or that was a child whose parents told them to do that. Because let's be honest.
Yeah, kids are stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> kids are very stupid. Tell me about it. That's why I don't have any. What do you think about... um? I thought you didn't have any because you're 25. I never had a girlfriend. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, so you're living <laughs> life correctly. Yes. <laughs> Uh, according to some all, all uh, of your money has always been your money yes i have never had <laughs> boy how shallow is this gonna get no it's uh, uh it's it's been fun not having uh, another person in your life makes you do some weird shit yeah like jump out of an airplane or get on a stage and tell jokes yeah you've gone skydiving i have multiple times oh okay i've gone one time yeah nice and the guy that i went with is now dead really the guy yeah nice yeah, his parachute didn't open. Really? Yeah, it's a true story, actually. First time, first jump. Uh, no, he, uh, no, the guy that um, I went because I was went tandem. Because you had the instructor. Yeah. yeah. So he he died. He was a friend of my dad's, I think. That'll happen to a lot of people who jump out of airplanes hundreds of thousands of times. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, his parachute didn't open. You only, I was told that I only need a parachute if I want to jump again. That was the advice that I was given. Wait, you only need a parachute if you want to jump again? Yep. If you only want to jump once, you don't need a parachute. But if you want to jump again, you're oh, going to need a parachute. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Um, my cousin, um, I mean, I'm going to have to have him tell this story. Uh, on, I'm going to have him on a podcast again to tell the story, but... uh. He went skydiving. I'll just have to, I guess, give the short version of it. But basically, he went um, with these girls who were going to be, like, certified to, like, start skydiving on their own. Mm -hmm. And he went as a person that's, like, gone several times before. And somehow he made it through all the classes and bullshitted his way all the way up to where he went skydiving and never done it before. And... uh to the point where he actually jumped out of the plane and he, uh, <laughs> he couldn't like, you know, with all the wind resistance and everything, he couldn't figure out how to pull his cord. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> another skydiver had to skydive down to him and pull his cord. And then he couldn't figure out how to steer. Um, I don't know, but this, the way he tells the story is like way more entertaining. Like they thought he was going to break both his legs and all the stuff. And he ended up, surviving you know what's really funny is if you do and then he got banned from that place yeah yeah, yeah. there's a because that's what i did was i i actually yeah. went through all the courses to get my license but you have to do seven jumps i made it through four of the seven jumps and then i ended up moving away oh. um but yeah so the very first day there's like eight hours of ground school that you sit through and then you can make your first jump after that oh like alone um, so what they do is you jump out and you're wearing a special suit that has handles on the side of it. Uh, so you're jumping out with two instructors holding on to you and they're like giving you different signals in the air telling you what to do to learn how to control yourself. Cause yet yeah, you can't just, it's right. not just falling. Like there's, you right. have to that learn. That was the, the struggle that my cousin learned. Yeah. was, uh, there's a process to yeah. it. And the, I guess the guy, uh, that l allowed him to go was fired immediately. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah, that's one of those things where you probably should have died from it, like in all honesty. Yeah. That's oh yeah, for sure. He he actually uh said that he had like come to the conclusion and like accepted the fact that he was probably gonna die. Yeah. Um That would make Which is weird. Sense. I mean that's kind of a it's actually sorta cool to 
experience that and still live. I think, I think that would be like a cool thing to have in your, uh, like in, on your resume. Like, you know, I've actually, uh, known what it was like, like knowing what it, like what it's knowing that I was going to die. I know what that feels like. Well, would you not train yourself for the situation though? When you could train yourself for the situation and have fun. Uh, I, I don't know what (laughs) I think. Uh, well, I think part, he was, Part of it was uh, he started out drunk, uh, and then like by the time he went, he had sobered up. But like for some reason, it was like like uh, he didn't want them to know that he was lying, kind of a deal. So <laughs> he like just decided to just give it a go. I guess sounds like a swell guy. Yeah, <laughs> he actually is. He's one of my favorite people. Good. He's uh he was my first podcast. Here I am throwing shade. I'm sorry. That's it. No, that's okay. I mean, he doesn't like you either. Yeah, that sounds about right. Not a lot of people do. There are people out there with perfectly legitimate reasons for hating me. Yeah. You just kind of got to accept it. Like beating me at a cornhole. By one point. I thought it was one by two, but you know, whatever. Doesn't matter. (laughs) It's a stupid game anyway. (laughs) It's where we only play pool in this house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's people in this house that can beat me at pool, but I'm happy to play you anytime. <laughs> That's why you humor me. Yeah. Who is your favorite comedian? Honestly, I really like Robin Williams' stand-up. Mm. He's super animated. He's a great storyteller. He's just, he's just a goofy guy. Yeah. But you can also kind of tell he's a little bit strange. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's got to be one of my favorites. What about Alive? See, I don't... That's my problem right now is I don't watch a whole lot of comedians. I mean, I really like Donald Glover, but he does so many other things now. He doesn't really do a whole lot to stand up. Yeah. But he's busy. Yeah. He's a successful human being. Yeah, he's talented. So he many people. Things. Yeah. A lot of people are talented now. Mm-hmm. But... I know. It's a bummer. It's... uh it's difficult to make it doing anything because there's, um, people who've been doing it since birth and lots of them. Mm -hmm. And even like before birth, if you kind of consider their talented parents, yes, it's it's, on that talented DNA. It's not just who, you know, cause you also have to be talented kind of, but Mm -hmm. you can make it pretty far just on by who, you know, which is strange. Mm -hmm. It's a strange industry to want to get into because it's like, you have to be social, but it also attracts a lot of antisocial people. Yeah. So I think it creates a lot of egos. I hate being social. It's it's a strange feeling. Yeah, I really don't like um, social situations. That's part of, part of the podcast thing, though, is it's supposed to get me past it. Gotta say, it's not really working. <laughs> <laughs> really, I really just still don't like people. Well, your stand-up's good. It's, uh, yeah, it's weird. Cause, uh, once I like, I feel like I can be pretty outgoing and, um, and do well, like while I'm doing stand up, And then once I get off the stage, I don't really want to talk to any of the audience members. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, uh, leave me alone. Yeah. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, I, I'm happy to hear people come up and tell me I did a good job. That's a nice feeling, but I don't want to stand there and talk to anybody though. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's just one of the things that you're gonna that like I have to get used to doing mm-hmm. is that's why like on the last one I was outside before the show just 
pretty much saying hi to everyone that I knew that was coming in because I just wanted to kind of say thanks for showing up. Yeah. Because it's nice when people are there to support you because you know that they're not going to laugh at all your jokes, but you hope that you that they laugh at some of them. Mm-hmm. You just need a few people there in the beginning, I think. Yeah. And those, like I said, those people, cool. Yeah. Talk to them because they're there to support you. But yeah. Well, I mean, I talked to you and uh, the other Mike. Yeah, um, and your lesbian friends that showed up. Yeah, I don't think you had to say. I don't think you needed to specify uh, lesbian. lesbian. You could have just said your other friends that were there. Too late. I already listened to their. Podcast. They were literally the only other friends that were there, so you didn't need to include yeah. lesbian. Well, I thought you were gonna have a lot more it's other friends. Speech. I thought you were gonna have a lot other friends there. Have you met me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you think that I would have friends? I thought so. That's crazy. But I guess not. That's crazy. No, I didn't really invite anyone until like very last minute when i saw it was all old people in the audience and then i started frantically texting people like hey will you please come to because i didn't think i'd get any votes but it turned out pretty good though they were actually ended up being cool yeah and you made it on to the next round with only having like two people voting for you that's right well i mean you had more than two people voting for you but you had two people there to vote for you oh yeah like two people voting that i knew yeah that's what you're did you vote for me? I did. Oh, thanks. I put you as numero uno. Really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hope that... <laughs> oh, what did you rate me when you saw me perform? You gave me like a four? No, I totally voted <clears throat> for you. <laughs> 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 totally a... Uh, numero uno. <laughs> I voted for you number one, two, and three. I didn't give anyone else votes. No, actually, I voted for you first and Nathan second, and then I don't remember after that. Nice. I think I gave Brew my number three. Yeah. Brew or the black guy. I don't remember what his name was. But he moved on, the black guy. Mm-hmm. Who's the fourth that moved on in your round? I don't remember. It's mm. been too long. I wonder if he's in my show. I don't know. It is very strange that the three of us are all on the same night. I thought that was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we all three make it through. That'd I be hope cool. so. Um, but I don't like. I said I still don't know the other comics who are also going up that night. I'm sure they're cool. Mm-hmm. I just know the one that I that was in the first round with me, Abby. Mm-hmm. Shout cool. out to Abby November. Yeah, talented comedic comedian. Mm-hmm. Elderly elderly offered me a lap dance still waiting for it i don't see her um moving her hips that well i think unless unless she has artificial hips in there that are well lubricated i think it would just be kind of like an up and down movement yeah like just like a sitting on getting off sitting on getting off kind of a lap dance because i wouldn't i don't think she could do much more than that like walker in front it seems rude. Yeah. Good chance. Good chance she's not listening to this. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, hundred percent. She won't listen to this. She seems like a nice lady. She's funny. Oh yeah. That's why I love her. That's why I want that lap dance. Yeah. What's the point that I'm getting to? Is I want the lap dance. Yeah. Doesn't matter what I say about her. Um, San Diego is the only place you've performed. Correct. Uh, hopefully until this coming week. Like, uh, so I have some time coming off. It's come. I have some time off coming up there we go and uh time and coming just yeah no there's a blur they don't exist separately um come hawk <laughs> it's an inside joke but Dude, come hawk uh, i heard this term come hawk and i immediately thought like is that uh, that was immediately what i thought was is this a term for like a slut 
Like it does. I mean, it does sound like it, right? Yeah, I had never heard that term before. Come hawk. Yeah, look at this come hawk. Just she just dives down, dude. Grabs <laughs> grabs grabs the dick. The come. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to get too crude. Grabs the seed. Anyways, uh, yeah. so I have some time off, and I'm hoping to go to a few different cities and do some stand up. And if not just LA, I'd like to. If I don't do LA, then I'm going to do a road trip to like through Arizona, try and hit some bigger cities. Uh, Phoenix. Yeah. And then maybe go east. I have a friend a in uh, Phoenix that would probably let you stay with him if you did. Uh, I was planning on yeah. crashing in my car. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could do that too. That actually may add to it. Maybe the experience would. Yeah. Because I think that would be a little bit more of an actual. If I were to do this and I wasn't. If I were to do a tour and you're just starting out, you're not making a lot of money. Uh, so sleeping in my car would probably be the way to uh, mm-hmm. tour, uh, hopefully at the start, uh, but not for long. Yeah, I was listening to um, uh, Theo Vaughn talk about kind of, um, well, him and Sebastian Maniscalco or whatever. I never know how to say his last name, but they're kind of talking about um, how they both went into pretty massive debt when they were first starting yeah because you would get um i forget the the amounts but i'll just kind of make up new numbers but uh (laughs) like theo said that like you'd get paid like 600 bucks or something to go do a gig in like the midwest somewhere but you got to pay for your own flight and hotel so like by the time you do all and food so the by by the time you do all that you're actually down 200 dollars. yeah but you just do it for the experience and um to try and gain fans. Yep. So that he was saying, uh, well, Sebastian said he, um, originally had put himself into about $10,000 worth of debt, um, trying to become a comedian. I think Theo said it was more for him, a credit card debt. I believe it. It's a lot of effort. Yeah. It is. It'd be hard for me to do that. I don't know. I mean, I've already done that to myself, like just being stupid. Yeah. 20, 20 years old with a, a high limit credit card. Um, so it would be hard for me to like rack that up again. Cause it was a horrible experience trying to pay it off. Yeah. I just, uh, but I make bad decisions. So it's, it's all part of a learning process. We're exactly who we're supposed to be today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, that's very fucking cheesy but thanks onward continue thanks yeah i'm glad you like that yeah um i'm gonna make sure to put that as the foreword in my book about how i hate you but (laughs) (laughs) i hate you is not four words dude it's three oh my goodness you're you're significantly funnier than i am i am on fire which is why i think you will steal all of my fans from me yeah i hope so all of the 15 that i have (laughs) Do you have 15 fans? No. I have uh, just 15 friends who will show up to a bar to drink and listen to me tell jokes. Uh, that's pretty good. I'm going to count those as fans. That's actually almost better than fans, really. Yeah. I mean, if there wasn't alcohol involved, though, do you think they would show up? Significantly fewer yeah. would show up. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Nope, that sounds about right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, th- I have a lot of uh friends i would show up to but the ones that uh are my closest friends have heard my jokes several times yeah 
So they're out there just like mouthing the punchline as I say it. Fuckers. Yeah. Have you ever considered? (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say you considered (laughs) writing more material. I I don't know. Sounds uh, difficult. That sounds like some work. Yeah. Sounds. It sounds. That sounds a lot different than watching TV. So. (laughs) I I don't think I want to do that, but. It is. We'll do it. Now, like I said, uh, I kind of like I. I, I go through these um, sort of like manic episodes. I think I'm like a, like, uh, I don't want to self-diagnose, but I think I'm like the poor man's bipolar. Like, so I go through these like big dips where like, and it's funny cause uh, I was, I always reference uh, Jordan Peterson's like make your bed uh, thing. And uh, I'll notice that like m- when I'm feeling like really shitty, sometimes I don't realize it, but like, I'll look at my room and like my bed's not made and like there's dirty clothes everywhere and it's like unkempt and I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling like shit apparently. And then like when I come out of it, it's almost like I spring out of it and I go into this like manic phase for like a day or two. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I've like felt over the last couple of days. And I had like these really good ideas for jokes and I didn't write any of it down. And now I don't remember any of it and I'm not feeling so manic anymore. (laughs) Like I'm feeling just like normal. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling normal. I'm sorry you didn't write your jokes down. Yeah, that's how life goes. Yep. I think that, uh, I mean, I know that you have a theory that everyone gets into comedy when they hit a low place, but I think that um, it's a common thing for comedians to kind of feel that way, though, to have, like, be emotionally retarded, you know? Yeah. I I think it's different. I mean, you definitely seem at least some kind of retarded so yeah i uh, that was really mean man i'm sorry no i have uh <laughs> i've come to the conclusion that i i still haven't determined if i'm autistic or if i'm a genius uh new day a new spectrum is what i always say <laughs> uh yeah i guess i could see some autism up in there Yep, it's in the eyes <laughs> I when you can that. actually see them I see autism in your eyes is actually the name of my first single on the album that I am releasing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is it a comedy album or music? Uh, both. It is a comedy music album. Uh, cool. That sounds like something I'll listen to. Thanks. I appreciate it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes uh, autistic people don't um, pick up on sarcasm. That's uh, something I've read. Oh, is it? <laughs> Maybe if you would just say sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, sarcasm, yeah. Just say whatever you're going to say, and then at the end put sarcasm. Uh, that would probably help me out no, to figure good. out when you're telling jokes and when I you're just, not. I was just messing around. I appreciate it. You you're, always know just what to you're say. You're learning but. learning the piano. I am learning the piano. It sucks. Yeah. Um. How long have you been? Two months, mm-hmm. 30 minutes. I it started out being a lot more, but then it whittled its way down to just 30 minutes a day. Cause that's about all I can handle. So it's a pretty slow process. Emotionally. That's all you can handle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. cause I like to punch holes in walls. Have uh, you done that? I have not. Uh, well, not recently. Uh, okay. But you've done it in your life. Right? I have done it in my life. I've done it one time, but it was like, you know, it was like drywall and there was no stud there. So it was pretty easy. It's not like I was tough, but it starts out, you know, you're not looking for the for the studs, but after a while, your hand starts to get a little bit tougher, and you're like, "All right, I think I can punch a stud." Nah, that's how you break it. Yeah. <laughs> I see it at my job all the time, man. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, punching stuff is really, really stupid. Um, unless you're doing it for sport and there is some, and whatever you're punching is punching back. Yeah. I think, I think that fighting is okay as long as it's a balanced and equal fight. Yeah. As long as you're like, yeah, because there's kind of, it's kind of an art. So if you're kind of learning how to do it right, that makes sense. But punching a wall is stupid though. Yeah. Correct. And also punching people like outside of sport is pretty stupid. Yeah. Uh, cause it takes a it take it takes a lot for you to want to physically harm someone, mm-hmm. like because you have to first of all you have to have the hatred and the energy combined to want to hit someone. Yeah, dude, the energy part is uh, well, it takes a lot of energy just to hate. Yeah, but and the energy part is that, yeah. You have to be macho enough. Yeah, well, I'm not um, be macho. It's the energy part is the the part I struggle with. Yeah, I mean. The hatred even just, is there. Yeah. I like even just like the way the words come out of my mouth, you can just tell it's lazy. You yeah. Know? It's just I, I can tell that you wouldn't. I don't want to be talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The old mouth put in the face to sleep. Um, is that an actual thing? Is uh, that a saying? That's a saying, yeah. That's a joke from somebody. Really? Uh I don't know. It's from it Sounds somewhere. like a like a stroke. Someone having a stroke, actually. Yeah face or put, something mouth putting the face to sleep maybe i'm not 100 percent sure but you should probably call a doctor if that's happening if you're, <laughs> you should probably seek a emergency department so hospital. Uh, I, i'm also playing volleyball and um, the very first volleyball game very first play one of our players dislocates his big toe mm. and i had never seen this happen before um but he like tripped in the sand and it just bent weird and he dislocated it yeah. So uh, I have absolutely no idea what to do. Uh, he walks over to the sideline, and we're like trying to track down a lifeguard. Just like, hey, he dislocated his toe. Can we reset it? Uh, so he's on the sideline, and he just resets it himself. Mm-hmm. And it just the way it clicks back into place does not look comfortable. Um, Feels really good though. Like yeah. whenever you dislocate something. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then yeah. reload. Have you ever dislocated a shoulder or anything? Um, Fingers? N- no. No, I've only broke broken stuff. Yeah. Although I do think I subluxed uh, my shoulder when I was a kid. Like uh, sublux means it like comes out partially, and then like so a subluxed joint is like it's out partially. But I think mine kind of came out, and went back in, mm-hmm. and then I had shoulder problems after that. Ah, I was young too. It was uh, and it was in PE, throwing a ball. I just threw like we were playing um like softball or something and i was pretty good at that point i was still pretty good at baseball yeah and since we were playing softball they just kept launching the ball like over my head and so i'd run way out and have to like throw it as hard as i could and after a few times it just like felt like my shoulder felt like it came out and went back in and then my uh fingers started tingling and then ever since then i've had kind of a shitty shoulder sorry to hear that yeah dude i appreciate your sympathy that's rough yeah (laughs) i can still kind of throw hard but not like i used to yeah throwing things it's a it's a tough life if you're a person who wants to throw things for a living because you have to be the best at throwing things Mm -hmm. which i think is kind of funny that a lot of athletes wouldn't like you if you were to really boil it down like these people just want to run the fastest or jump the highest or Mm. lift the most weight 
And it's it's a very simple task, but it's it's really interesting that people will dedicate their lives to something like that. Yeah. Because even if it's just, it always starts out as a hobby because you just want to find something to do to pass the time while you're here. Mm-hmm. You have absolutely no idea what's going on. And so even if it's doing stand-up, you're just trying to entertain people for a short amount of time because you like to do it. Mm-hmm. Hobbies and things are weird, but it's yeah. probably good. It's I think having a hobby is better than just sitting at home. Oh, yeah, you got to have purpose. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing is, uh, like, the, I mean, we talked about, like, uh, both of us have talked about, like, being at low points in our lives when we started comedy. And I think a lot of that was uh, feeling like I didn't have much of a purpose. Yeah. And not like, um, not like I expect to make it big as a comedian. Like, I hope so. And I'll, you know, put effort into it. But, um. It's just nice to have something to do, like that you're kind of good at or whatever. Yeah, uh, and it's plus it's a lot of things. It's just one of those things that some people are like, no, immediately they say no to it because they're like, I don't want to be on stage in front of a group of people. Which is interesting. I think that um, a lot more people would like it if they just had the balls to try it the first time because that first time is actually pretty scary. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's not so bad though. I mean, it's still like I still get a little bit nervous, but it's not that bad. It's just like anything else. If you practice getting on stage and talking to people, yeah. like talking to an audience, then you're going to get good at it. It's just a yeah. matter of wanting to be good at it. I, and I think that most people that I know uh, love attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like, I think that most people would like stand-up if they tried it. Although, I mean, I guess they could just be terrible at it and then it could make them potentially feel worse about themselves. That's true. Because you do kind of also want to be funny and make people laugh if you're going to do stand-up. It is, it, it's kind of a bummer to to bomb. Yeah. Although, even when I do bomb, like, afterwards, it's funny to think about that, like, you know, in retrospect. But Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're like, well, that, that one sucked. Yeah. Guess I'll do it again another day. Yeah. Like, dude, I was fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was that guy that people felt bad for mm-hmm. for a minute. Oh yeah, that's kind of funny. For, well, it's for funny three, to think like about. Three to five minutes. I was the guy. Three to five before. minutes. <laughs> I wish that there was play. Uh, I wish there was places that offered more time than. I mean, it, most places seem to only, or at least most good places seem to only offer about three minutes. Here. I think uh, Patrick McCoy. Shout out to him. We had him on the That's Offensive podcast. Yeah. Um, I think his, he said if we wanted to go up there with him, he could give us like seven plus minutes if we wanted it. Oh, that'd be cool. Where's his at? Uh, Good Jokes Bar. Oh, I've seen, yeah, yeah I've it's seen the Good Jokes Comedy Show. It's on Instagram and that's the, and he's doing one for Halloween. So I was going to go to his on Halloween. It's on October 30th or whatever. Yeah, that's Halloween. Halloween is at the 31st. 31st. Yeah. yeah. So he's doing a show uh, then. Yeah. I think um last year it might've been on October 30th, Halloween, mm. but this year it's on the 31st. Oh, <laughs> thanks so, yeah and i know it's how not many, it's I, not on the same same day every year it's changes every year yeah by yeah. one day yeah <clears throat> it's always on a wednesday so thanks yeah <laughs> that's cool is it's on halloween night though because i'm off that night yeah. and the next night so maybe i'll go too is i have a, a giraffe onesie that i was planning on yeah there. you could wear that and do your stand-up mm-hmm. that it's not a bad idea mm-hmm. i could do like deep throating jokes with dressed as a giraffe because they have long necks yeah 
long neck, deep throat. Yep. Think about it. Thinking. <laughs> Thoughts. So stupid. Process. Dumbest joke ever. I liked it. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. It's a it's an open mic and you can just... Uh, yeah, show up, go up. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Those are the open mics that I like. Show up, go up. Yeah, this lottery stuff's kind of a bummer. But... I mean, it's just a bummer when you spend two hours and, like, don't get called. I would, rather than doing the lottery, I would rather, like, first to show up, first gets on the list. Yeah, I guess that'd be cool, except for, like, then you'd have people showing up, like, super fucking early before you even get there. It's true. And that'd probably be kind of a, like, pain in the ass to have to deal with. Yeah. I guess it is difficult to try and make it fair. Mm-hmm. You, I, well, okay. I guess the lottery system over the phone, like you call in mm-hmm. and then you enter like the comedy store in La Jolla. Yeah. I guess that's good. a good way to do it. Cause then you know if you're going to go up there or not, uh, or not, but at the same time you draw a smaller crowd. Well, it's not, I mean, I guess so, but the, it's just, you're draw. it's a smaller crowd because there's less comedians going there, but comedians are the worst fucking crowd members anyway that's true and they have they do it before a show so you actually get like real audience members there yeah which is kind of nice yeah it, you get real audience members and it's different audience yeah yeah comedians are like i would prefer performing in front of nobody rather than comedians to be honest fair enough i mean sometimes the comedians pay attention and will laugh and even give you feedback but it's kind of rare though yeah it's almost like they don't want to like, if they think they're good, they don't want to give their stuff away for free or they don't want to help someone for free. Yeah, I think that, yeah, they're just worried about themselves, usually, you know, yeah. is all. I try and, um, I haven't really done it as much lately, but I do try and, especially if somebody seems new, I try and give advice on just, like, little things that I've learned or that uh, people have taught me. Like, you know, like, move the mic stand if you take the... yeah take the mic out of the mic stand move it i learned that yeah the hard way it's just uh yeah i don't know it's just then people can focus on you a little bit well it's stuff that you don't think about until Mm -hmm. you're doing it like until Mm -hmm. you're trying to do it whether it be hobby or professionally Mm -hmm. you don't think about something like that yeah and also like uh tell funny jokes i try and yeah that's advice that i try and tell i try and give new comedians yeah um, telling me uh, did i did i give you that advice when i don't i, met I don't you? think you gave me that uh, advice yeah. i missed that nugget yeah uh, you'll get there yeah i'll have to mm. keep writing <laughs> no you moved on in the in the contest that means you're funny eh. it just yeah. means i have a lot of friends <laughs> that's better than being funny <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> at least uh, at least people like you in some 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 way. capacity yeah yeah, I was actually really surprised that a few of them were like, yeah, we'll show up again. I'm like, holy shit, you'll come to two of them? Mm. But I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell some new stuff. I don't, I don't know. I think I would like to have, like, if I could, seven minutes and then another eight minutes and then another nine minutes and then another ten minutes. Even if it's not good, I would just like to write a lot. Yeah, I mean, that would mean you'd have, I don't know, I can't really do the math, but like 40 minutes or some shit like that. Of so. usable stuff. And then it would just be a matter of rewriting that, mm-hmm. maybe getting that down to like a solid 20 minutes. Mm. I'd be happy with a solid 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes is a, I mean, I think it takes most people like a while to get to a good first hour. 
but then you know hopefully after you do it for a while then it starts to happen a little bit faster than that but yeah i mean like uh bill burr uh i've heard him give advice where all, you should try and get five minutes a month because then after a year you'll have a solid hour yeah so five minutes a month sounds like obtainable you know but when you just think about an hour just by itself it's like do you know hours a long time yeah but five minutes a month seems like it's doable yeah but the, and you have to practice like you you really do have to do it a few times a week if you want to get good at it if yeah. not every night because yeah. the people who are doing it every night are getting the best like that's how you get mm-hmm. better faster yeah because you do it more but it's difficult to kind of involve yourself in this world and I say that like I've been doing it for a long time or that I know everything about it. But well, you have a pretty good perspective on most things, though. I think that um, you can know, kind of have an idea of how to get to where you want to be. So it's, it, even though even if you're not there yet, it's like knowing you, you have a plan. So, yeah, maneuvering yeah. in the correct way. Yeah. But at the same time, you're also kind of. telling your feelings into a microphone you're gonna piss some people off i mean that's just how it goes not Mm -hmm. everyone's gonna laugh but at the same time unless they're up there on the stage then i'm not really gonna listen to them yeah i guess someone wants to tell me i'm shitty at stand-up but they don't do it themselves oh like that guy yeah like your co-worker or something coach actually coach that's right that's what it was yeah that one still bothers me like i haven't let that one go yet (laughs) fuck him dude he sounds like an asshole i don't know I don't know who tells somebody uh, something like that. Like, even if it were true, like you're funny, you tell funny jokes and you've made people laugh, but it's just like, even if it were true and you were like truly shitty, it's like how he's not the guy to be telling you that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Considering it's like somebody like who isn't happy with his own life and he's trying to make somebody else feel shitty about something they're trying to do. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he said it, I knew that's exactly what it was. And I was like, why? I, yeah, it's caused some mixed feelings in that sport. <laughs> but I that that one will remain nameless just because yeah. I'm talking shit on it. But yeah, I mean that just kind of kind of sucks, but I that's like one that you even if it's hard, it's like you got to let that one go cuz like it's coming from it's coming from a place that really has no value. You yeah. Know? So it's I guess like, criticism from a place of value would be a little bit different. Yeah. Somebody, and it would come across they, differently too. Yeah. It'd be constructive. So, yeah. You know, like if there was something that he didn't like about what you were doing, he could like tell you specifics and like have maybe give you an idea on how to change it or fix it, you know, but yeah. just coming up and being like, you're shitty. Yeah. Like, what is that? But it's, that's a garbage at the same time it does garbage kinda, thing it does kind of thicken the skin having people tell you that you're shitty yeah because it honestly it makes me want to stop doing that sport and do stand up more yeah i'm like okay well i'll go find coaching from someone from a sport that i were from a hobby that i want to get better at yeah well, i think um like obviously having thick skin is uh is important i think that's kind of uh like I, I was, I've always been a goofy guy, and I have a funny name, obviously. So I've gotten teased a lot about a lot of different things. Um, but then what that also has done is like, uh, I think I've developed being funny as like a defense mechanism. Yeah. So it's kind of ha- nice to have that too, because then you have a response, like a fun. If you're on stage and like something does happen, and your automatic, uh, 
go-to is to try and be funny, then that kind of works works out a little bit, I think. When, when you, you'll be a little bit sharper wit than yeah. the average person. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But that, the only reason you're sharper is because you already thought about that situation and wrote a joke about it yeah. in advance. So all you've done is just prepared. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, and then I think um, what ends up happening with a lot of like seasoned uh, comedians is the heckles that people have are pretty similar. You know, like the it's not like the people in the audience are creative, you know, or, you know, I, they might be, but like they don't write jokes for a living. So they're not going to come up with something you haven't heard before if you've been doing it for a while. So yeah, you should kind of have a response lock and locked and loaded for most things, I think. Yeah. You know? And I think I do, but then again, at the same time, like all the hecklers that I've had have been polite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one night? Yeah, well, like I have, well, not that one. I've had a few nights because I've done a few of them at bars uh, and I'll get a few hecklers then, but everyone's polite about it. They're yeah. just like asking funny, like they don't, like I I told a joke wrong and they're like, don't you mean this? And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Stop yeah. telling my jokes better than I can. Oh, that's a pretty good response. Yeah. Yeah. But I usually I try to tease people like I I some people are really good at being mean and I am not one of them. No, or you're a pretty nice guy. Yeah, yeah I'm not a, I'm like not I've been really mean to you. Like obviously joking around, but I've been really mean to you on like the other podcasts and stuff. And you're like never mean back. It kind of takes the fun out of it. Sometimes. <laughs> well, that's what I learned in high school. It was like I got teased a lot the first few years of high school, and I just kind of realized if you really don't pay attention to it doesn't yeah. doesn't bother you i don't know because i'm pretty sure i bullied you into never wearing that tank top again so you have uh convinced <laughs> me to change my wardrobe yes <laughs> dude just just because i i didn't know that it was an actual tank top and i thought that it was painted on i mean no big deal dude, yeah very small tank top i had I was aware. I have my problem is a lot of the clothing that I have was a was gifts from someone, mm. uh, oh, and that was from somebody's child. Yeah, newborn. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. from somebody's twelve year old son. Yeah, he grew out of it, and they gave it to you. Yep. Yeah, understood. Because uh, for those who don't know, I have a twenty eight inch waist, which means I still have to buy my pants in the boys section. Uh, really? Yes. They don't have twenty eights in a. No, adults not at most places i feel like that's not that much when you think about it, it's not that much well i wear 34 usually i guess yeah the smallest that you'll find at most places is 32 or a 30 uh, very rarely do you find anything smaller than that hmm. sorry so i have to go to the boys section i'm sorry for your struggle yeah i mean it is what it is but you ever just buy pants and then get them like uh altered or whatever well when i bought my suits i had my suits tailored yeah and other no i've never bought other than that i've never ta- like hemmed or shaped anything to fit yeah. my body yeah i had my uh, suit tailored too and i don't know where the jacket is to that suit i think that i dropped it off at a dry cleaner and i forgot which one and never <laughs> went back yeah <laughs> clearly which is weird because they normally ha- they normally have you write your phone number down so if you don't pick it up they'll call you yeah but i haven't gotten a call so yeah i am excited to put on the suit again it's been a while yeah. I'll probably do a couple of dry runs with the suit. Yeah. But when I when I do my when I'm practicing my stand up and I'm just at like bars and stuff, I don't know if I want to wear a suit to like a bar for like 12 comedians. Yeah, you're kind of asking to be a uh, heckled if you do that yeah. too, which 
I mean, I guess it could give you practice, but I don't know. The bar settings, it's a rough setting, man. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of want to fit in. Yeah. So like comedy club, I will, I'll wear a suit to a comedy club open mic, but, uh, at a bar, I'm just going to be wearing street clothes. Yeah. I don't, I usually just, uh, for shows, like I'll dress up nicer than I normally do, but it's not that much nicer. Yeah. And you saw what I wore, basically yeah. a flannel shirt. Yep. I saw it. It was a button up shirt. But I wore these pants. I did. You did wear those pants and those shoes. And these shoes, too. Yeah. So basically, I just throw like a button-up shirt on. <laughs> That's how you get dressed myself. up. And then I don't wear a backwards hat. Yeah. That's like... Uh, That's what Nathan uh, said to me after the show. He's like, oh, I didn't recognize you because uh, like, you normally have a hat on. And I, <laughs> I was like, That's you, gotta, the- you gotta have this like... I mean, I gotta be able to use like my hair as a prop if I need to. A it's, consistent look is definitely healthy. Yeah, I don't know. I usually just do the hat because, uh, like, my hair—I hate combing it. Yeah. So I just rather just throw a hat on. Like, I don't know. Combing it looks better though. I think if you're, if you're trying to do stand up, I think not wearing a hat is better. Yeah, I think it just depends on uh, your persona. That's true. A little bit. I guess some people are probably more comfortable wearing hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just depends. As long as it's not affecting, like, uh, your face. Like, people can still see your face, then I think yeah. it's fine. I actually think it's uh, better to go backwards hat than frontwards hat on stage because it opens your face up more. Yeah, it's weird having the shadow right above your eyes because mm-hmm. you do have the lights. And I'm sure it would help you, like, see the audience. Yeah. But it does make you look kind of strange. I've done an entire show where, and I didn't even notice it, I've done an entire set where I had, like, I was shading my eyes yeah and it was at this place and i don't know why they think it's okay to have the lights that the the way they do but it was like so bright that it was actually like it was like staring into the sun it's like dude i don't want to do a set like so i actually shaded my eyes and i'm sure i looked like an asshole yeah for the whole set nice but way to step up yeah i think that was actually during a contest too now that i'm trying to think about it I don't know. One thing I've learned um, that, well, I apparently I haven't learned it because I've done it since, but at one contest, um, I'm, I made fun of uh, the host pretty bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I don't think he, I don't think he dug it. And I think it affected my, uh, I think it affected the outcome of the <laughs> contest a little bit, but uh, he looked like, like a fat, sort of greasy rick moranis yeah and so um so i i told him that when i got on stage (laughs) and i was like you look like you would star in honey i touched your kids and uh it got a big laugh yeah but uh yeah he seemed not happy about it though that sucks so i don't know I think if you're hosting an open mic, you ought to be able to take some shit. You should be able to give it back, too. Yeah. Like, come come back at me and make fun of me. Absolutely. Because it is like, yeah, he's a contestant. You're the host. You can still roast him. You're getting paid to be there. He's not. Yeah. Like, you should definitely fire back. You shouldn't get salty. And I like, a, I like trying to put a little bit of a personal touch, if I can, on a show. You know, like pick someone out in the audience or something that happened and sort of make a joke about it to sort of give it like that feel of, you know, cause when you do a show, you don't want it to seem rehearsed. You want it to seem like it's on the fly. Yeah. And I think it kind of gives that feeling if you can. Yeah. If you can just do some sort of personal touch to it mm-hmm. to make yeah, the I audience so. feel like 
of he's here with us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that takes some uh, work, too. Like, I remember specifically, um, and I never really felt it beforehand, but when I used to do sets um, and I would listen to them back, they always sounded rehearsed to me. Like, I was just going through jokes, and it was just kind of like beats, like, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. And I just remember being, like, just the right amount of drunk one night or something where I just like felt really relaxed when I went on stage. Yeah. And then the way the jokes came out that night was completely different than any other night, but it was like, I think it started coming out naturally. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's hard to find too when you're first coming up because you get so nervous, you know, that you're just trying to remember. Yeah. You're trying to remember all your material. You're not really thinking about how to pace yourself through it. Yeah, yeah, where if it's, like, you're not even thinking about your jokes, you're just saying them, I think it it makes a big difference, too. Yeah. Again, it all just, literally, the only way to get better at it is to do it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I do remember specifically, too, that night, it was like, oh, this is probably the way it's supposed to feel, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I gotta poop. Go for it. How much time, how long have we been recording? About 50 minutes. Nice that's it that's episode eight of digging holes with dusty tunnel my guest michael timmermeyer i hope you enjoyed it um He's a good friend of mine. I always always like uh, hanging out with him. Uh, we've gotten to know each other pretty well over the last year or so. And um, it's just nice to kind of have a friend to ride along this comedy journey with. Um, and if you'd like to come check him out, uh, both him and I will be performing at San Diego's Funniest Person Contest on November, November 12th. It's the second round. So it should be pretty good uh, because it's all people that have moved on from round one. So I would imagine it's just it's going to be all funny people and the competition will probably be pretty fierce. And I hope that both Michael and I move on. Um, But if only one of us does, um, I can genuinely say that um, I hope it's not him Um, and I hope it's me. Uh, That's Michael Timmermeyer. You can check him out uh on facebook um not gonna spell his name again because that's too difficult but uh instagram is mct timmy and twitter is mct jokes um check him out come see us and again if you'd like to be on the podcast hit me up through the contact link on my website dustytunnel.com tunnel spelled with two l's thanks love you bye-bye